Hi, Shannon Waller here, and welcome to a very special guest episode of Inside Strategic Coach. I'm so happy to introduce you to someone who's been an entrepreneur for over 30 years and an associate coach with Strategic Coach for over 24, Gary Mottershead. Like so many entrepreneurs, Gary started in the corporate world, but always had a nagging desire to do something on his own. As a new father and during a recession, he made the leap and never looked back. He had no real plan beyond a burning desire to succeed, something you can probably relate to. Early on, a family friend told him about Strategic Coach. After seeing Dan once, he was hooked. He knew that joining the program meant he could have it all. Decades later, he's still here. Gary coaches because his passion is supporting entrepreneurs throughout their journey. Gary will be your guest host on this episode. He'll explain how using the concept of who, not how, changes the way you think about work forever. Finally, how many things do entrepreneurs really need to focus on? The number might surprise you. Thanks so much for joining us, and here's Gary Mottershead. Hi, I'm Gary Mottershead, and I'll be your guest host for this episode of Inside Strategic Coach. I've been a coach at uh, Strategic Coach for almost 24 years now, and an entrepreneur for more than 30 years. And I have a business involved in industrial products. I supply products from China and bring them into the United States, mainly rubber and silicone. So stick with me today and you'll learn how the who not how concept can really transform you and your business so that you can focus on, in coaches terms, your unique ability and really begin to focus on where you bring the greatest value into the worlds that you're working in. I think the first thing is to really understand what who not how means. I think we have terminology within Strategic Coach that is really pretty clear to us and, and the inside knowledge. And sometimes we call it the curse of knowledge in that respect that we're not really clear about it. And, and who not how is really where don't worry about the actual process of getting something done, the how of getting it done. Because the great thing about unique ability is and also the risk of unique ability is that we're only good at a few things or maybe one or two things and everything else we're not good at. The problem is we're probably very smart and we think we're really smarter than we probably are. And as a result of that, we think we can do more than that. And unfortunately that comes with the territory of being an entrepreneur is that you think about all the things you had to do when you first got started. The advantage of who not how is that instead of focusing on the process of getting there, the steps that have to be done, you can say, who is that person? Who is that individual who brings the skill, who brings the talent, who brings the energy that I don't have anymore? When we get into an area, when we start working on something that we're not really good at, it becomes complex for us. And I know we'll talk much later on about simplicity and complexity, but the reality is when something gets complex, we're not really doing anybody any good, including ourselves. It takes longer. It's confusing. We don't do a really good job at it. So point of who, not how is both saying, yeah, when I'm doing something, I'm at my best. I'm a simplifier. I make, I create structures, I create systems, but I don't operate in them. And so what I've found is before Dan could name it, and I love the fact that Dan names everything, it just really gives a title to it. It gives a focus. It, it gives an energy and other people gravitate to it. That's why, why naming is so important. And he's a master at it. And I've known him for almost 30 years now. So I, I get to see that him in action and all the things that he's done. But for me, what it did was I recognized way back when we started talking about unique ability, I've been a coach client for 29 years, as I said, I began to realize that, well, I don't have to do everything. I may be smart enough, but can I be smarter? Can I take the intelligence and the smarts, put them both together and say, well, I'm not really good at doing certain things. I've struggled with 
coach in some respects because a lot of people that would come into the program would be in financial services. Their back shop was all set up. The big companies would do it all. And so they just had to go out and sell. And I thought, man, that's so easy. Why can't I just go out and sell? I felt that even when I was working at DuPont long before I was an entrepreneur. But my skill was never just to go out and sell. My skill set was always around, and my unique ability was always around figuring out something that was complex, making it simple, and being able to explain it in a way that other people could take action. And so long before Dan talked about who, not how, I started to say, I was always at my best when someone else was selling for me. And I go, I'm talking to all these people. I'm now coaching these guys and they all sell and I'm not the seller. Can I sell? Of course I can sell. I had to do it. I would talk people into doing things and that they might not have thought about. But I always sold from a place of helping them grow. I used their motivation to help sell as opposed to me always having to be motivated. So I'd figure out what was going on with them. I'd figure out what I could do and then I would help them achieve what they wanted to by quotes, being smart and utilizing my unique ability. So for me, that meant all the other activities in the business had to be done by somebody else. So a cute little story, as I recall, as I'm thinking about this was when I first got the business going 20 years ago and I didn't really have any support and I got into it. We got an order. Yes, we got an order. Perfect. But it took myself and my assistant two days to process the one order. And I go, this isn't going to work. We're never going to grow this business if this is what we have to do to try and figure this out. So Really early on, I had to figure out who was going to do this, how it was going to get done. And I actually went back the next day and I wrote a process out of what we have to do, of what the customer has to do, and what our suppliers need to do. And I put it on a piece of paper and I handed it to my assistant. She says, that's great. You've missed a few steps. I said, perfect. Now it's yours. I said, you're going to do this. I'm not going to do this part. And as I spin it a few years later, because there's always incidents that you have in your life. And I remember when my second biggest customer was saying, my company, GCP Industrial Products, was difficult to do business with. I looked at, they're doing business with me. I'm the difficult one. I said, I got to get out of customer service. When somebody says something is wrong, I know what I want to tell them. I can't say this on the video, but I know what I want to tell them. So I had to protect myself. And so I had to get out of that. So I, I looked for people who could handle those kind of things. So it'd be nice to say I had this grand plan of how it was all going to come out and come together. But the reality is that when you run into frustrations, and I adopted this for me, when I would run into frustrations and I wasn't doing it well, or somebody told me it wasn't working, the first thing I said is, can I change? And if I can't change effectively to do it, then I'm going to find somebody else to do it. And what was great about Who Not How is Dan really legitimized that whole process for me. I have a number of people that have worked for me and still working for me, and they came back from doing the Team Masters program one time and said, Gary, you've been on Who Not How for a long time, because they know they were already the who's for me, right? So that's what worked. So it just was really natural for me. That's really great, Gary. It's not a grand plan. You don't sit down and say, well, I'm going to do this. I'm not going to do that. What I'd rather people do is be really conscious of their own experience as they're going through this. Really be self-aware. And that's hard, but if you're self-aware then you say, well, I really like doing this and that was easy. Or I don't like this interruption and I'm doing this and what about that? Don't accept that you have to do this. Don't accept that there's an inevitability that the world has to work the way that you might have been taught or thought it should be done. Just stop yourself and be conscious of where it's not working for you. And we all know that. But I think the risk for entrepreneurs is that they just gloss over it because they feel they have to do it. And unfortunately, that comes very much from the fact that when we went to school, we always rewarded ourselves and got rewarded for hard work. The world doesn't reward for hard work. The world rewards for results. 
and results come from people doing the things they're really best at. So you need to feel, you need to not just be transactional, you need to be you know, emotional about it, you need to feel what's going on, you need to be conscious of that. And then once you've done that, you need to act on it. And the key is acting with confidence so that you begin to think of who needs to be in that spot. What's the skill set I need to be? And the challenge they also have is they don't necessarily do it right the first time, so they want to pull back. You have to continue to go down the path. We were never very good at hiring, and I said, you know what, we have to stop that. We have to get good at hiring. And so what do we have to do? I don't do the hiring, okay? I'm involved maybe one set of interviews, I see people, and I don't even look at their resume because they've got to me already by the time I'm looking for how they fit and what their personality is and how it's going to work. But the rest of it's all been decided by other people. So when you take the step of learning what you're good at, not good at, and then trust the people who you've put in those spots to do that work. You watch them, but you have to trust them. That's really great. So right now, it's great, but it's scary, is that I don't really know what's going on. And I said, I want some updates. I still need the information. And so I haven't had a lot of that, but I know things are happening. I know the websites are being redesigned. I know we've hired people to come and work in sales activities who were not our strength. I know that there are new opportunities going on that I'm not involved with at all. There are meetings taking place that are actually educational meetings with our customers. And I don't need to be in any of those number of those things I would have thought to be my strengths, but I've got people in those roles who actually can complement what I do without me having to be there. And so that brought me to the point as we evolved this, what do I do? Well, my job is really looking after the people. I call myself really the head coach and chief collaboration officer are really the way I see my role evolving to, even though you know got president and I said, those are things I want to get out of. Well, I'm a coach, so that's why being head coach. So I look at what can I do to help grow three different audiences that I have. One is the audiences of my team, one is my customers, and the other is our suppliers. How do I help each one of them grow? Because our goal as a company, our purpose is to help people and organizations grow. So I can stay right in that lane. What's really nice is I can stay in that lane and I know what I'm good at. Now I know what I'm looking for. So even though I have my own business and I come here to coach, they both complement each other now. So what I do as strategic coach needs to go back to my work and what comes from work comes into strategic coach. They, I think, enhance all of the relationships that I have and mine. And now I'm not conflicted. There was a time when I first did this early on, more than 15 years ago, I was kind of conflicted. Who was I? Who not how has gotten rid of the conflict and put me in that spot. So where does it take you? So the company is operating on its own. The company is growing on its own. I participate where I want to participate. And now it frees me up to operate into the free zone. So a couple of things that we're doing much like this. I'm writing another book right now. It's called 2020, From Hindsight to Foresight. What have we learned in the last 20 years that'll carry us to the next 20 years? Or the other byline is future-proofing your world. So it's not all the things that are going to happen, but it's how you think about it. And that is allowing me to take all the things that I've done, both coaching and in my own work, and put them into a format that I believe will be valuable not only for my team, but also for others and how to think about the world going forward. And then I'm doing a podcast. I always have in each one of my workshops... Clarity Generates Confidence is one of the three things. So the podcast is called Clarity Generates Confidence, and it's called Bringing Out the Entrepreneur in You. And so not everybody's going to be an entrepreneur, but everybody has to make decisions. Everybody's got to face these things. So where does that put me? We're going to take this company, which is really an industrial product supply company, and give it two faces, one of all of our products, which I won't be involved in the other at all. And the other is helping organizations grow. And it's going back to the industrial world that would never gets this kind of training. They don't tend to come to strategic coach. So I see a space that, because I'm one of 16 or 18 other coaches in the world, that nobody's in. 
that I can be in that space. I don't have to trample on top of anything that strategic coach does. I don't have to be on top of what anybody else does. It doesn't have to be in the financial service businesses. I can go into a world where they need this. They appreciate that. They're like me. They have businesses. They're older in the sense that they're thinking about what their retirement might be or what succession might be, but they don't know how to think about it. And because I've been in their world, I can help them think about that. That's one aspect. And the other one, which is even in some respects more exciting, is always think of something that's new, what's coming next. And having the opportunity to be involved in Abundance 360 and be here at Coach and thinking about the tools is how can I bring technology into our world? And right now there are three technologies that can make a difference in our industrial supply product moving world. One is artificial intelligence. The second is a blockchain. And the third one is 3D printing. Blockchain is going to happen with or without us. So we'll just make sure we're totally digitized so we can be on that platform. 3D printing is coming. Not all the materials are there. I'll let those who have you know, more money and time to go put that together. But AI, I think, is where we can make a difference. Forever in the world that I remember, and I've been working now more than 40 years, there's always been a disconnect between manufacturing and sales. There's always more capacity than they're selling, or there's more sales than there's capacity. And I want to change that. The traditional way of changing it is by just using inventory. So putting more muscle to it, putting more energy. I want to use technology. And I want to take AI to create a predictive model for as close as we can get to what's going to be the demand for products. Get that demand kind of approved by our customers, but sent to the factories. So like Dan, I do a little bit of naming, and I want to have the 70-30 supply solution. How can we supply 70% of the product they need within 30 days of them ordering it? And the reason why it'll take 30 days, it takes 30 days to bring it from overseas into the US. Really, it means it has to be ready by the time they order it. So we've got to predict that. And I can't do it on my own. Come back to who, not how. I can't do that on my own. To me, it's I don't know why it's not done yet, but I'm not seeing it out there anywhere. So I think there's an incredible free zone out there that puts us in a position as we develop the model, the aggression models, using you know economic data along with historical data, and being able to really bring to the world where they'd have to have a lot of capital and just bring technology to it. So in all honesty, I never know where all these things go. I see a problem, I've been watching it for a long time, and now I think there's a solution out there. And so we're going to go down that space. So the impact filter is a big one for me. What the strategy circle, how we're going to do that. The experience transformer, we're not always going to win. We're going to, quotes, fail or learn sometimes through that. And using those tools, using those muscles, and who, not how, and collaboration, to me, has got to be a big part of this as we go forward. We're going to stay in an old business. I had this conversation just recently with Dan, and i got to say, you know, Dan's been a great inspiration in my life. But I remember coming into my very first intro presentation with Dan, which was in April of 1991. And... I, I sat in that room that day and he talked about the great crossover and I go, and I actually mentioned this to Dan last week as we were talking at their place and I said, you're the first person who's thought about the future the way I do. Either we're both crazy or you're onto something. I said, I'm going to stick with you that you're onto something. <laughs> and it was, and it's been, and we've been that way. And I feel that way again now that we have this great opportunity in front of us because he sees the world in a way that other people don't see it. And you're absolutely right. I don't have to do everything. The business is running. I keep in touch with it because I'm excited about it. But I just look at our customers. Man, if we can shorten the supply chain from 90 to 120 days down to 30, 30, 45 days, we give them a distinct advantage. And people will wait that long, but they won't wait three months for something. It's a very simple business. So that excites me. So I think we can revive our own business. I think we'll always be in products. Products are always going to go. I bring a particular advantage. I'm an engineer by training, so I'm technical. But I coach and I can see things. So why throw one of those away? 
you know. We have wonderful coaches here, but that's what they do. But I have both. So I said, no, I'm not going to throw one away. I'm going to keep both of them, put both of them together. That's my package. That's how I'm different. And that's what our business will be different. So we'll bring technology. We'll bring the thought process of how to grow your business into the world that is a relatively older world. But I think we can revive it and rejuvenate it by thinking about it differently. I find that you still a tendency to want to do it yourself. I hate to say that. And then I realize I'm not going to. The biggest thing I've learned right now is that I may have this great idea, but if I can't convince somebody else it's a good idea, I got to change it. I got to pull it back because I still need the who's because I'm not going to do the how. I still need to. So if it isn't working and this particular idea that I just spoke about with respect to bringing predictive modeling, predictive ordering into our modeling system, I started out and I realized after getting it started, I was going to walk away from, yeah, you guys can carry this out. I was really taking the who, not how to a far extreme. And then I realized, no, I need to be back involved with it. And I've reined it in, narrowed it down, and also lengthened the time it will take for it to happen. I mean, I loved it to happen right away, but it may take some time. So what I've learned is I have to make sure I bring other people along in a way that they can see the opportunity. They can see how they can win, how they can participate. And it's not just about me. I'd have to say early on in my career, I would have been bullheaded enough to just plow ahead with it and uh, not worry about bringing everybody along. But no, really clearly and more clearly in the last year that, yeah, who can I get excited about this? Who can I bring along that's going to help really make the who, not how be accelerated? Otherwise, it's a lot of heavy lifting on my part. You know, it's great to talk about this and think about it because it's always evolving. If we had had the conversation months ago, I might not have said the same thing that I'm saying today because I'm constantly thinking about it, I'm constantly evolving it. But what I like, and maybe this is a little offshoot the whole thing, always feel you need to continue to regenerate. You need to reinvigorate yourself, re-energize it. I do that through ideas and people. Ideas and people, those are the two things. I've always said our business just manages information and relationships. I'm not doing anything different now. So who are the relationships? And I'll find different relationships. That's what I'm excited about. I can bring new people into this old world of mine and show them something different and bring something new to the people who have been doing it for 30 or 40 years. So I don't mind changing the world. (laughs) One last thing. Dan's a real numbers guy, and he would like to know roughly how many hours you freed up. How many hood up hours would you estimate that you've given yourself? You know, Dan asks those questions of us. And when I'm sitting there, I have a hard time because I'm always still working and going. But I'd say the reality is there's probably well more than a thousand hours. And I know it's a number you'd like to see. But when I think about it, I said, I'm just spending the time doing the stuff that I want to do. I'm not going to the trade shows anymore. I don't have to be out front. I'm not taking that time, but I'm still busy. So when you ask me the question now, it really helps me clarify in my own mind because I'm sitting there trying to work it out. Oh, you're still doing all these things, but there's a lot of things I'm just not doing anymore. Those hours that are freed up are also now utilized. I wouldn't have had time to work on the book. I wouldn't have time to work on the podcasts. And again, I don't do them alone. I do them in interview style. And I wouldn't be thinking about the new projects because I wouldn't have the time to do it. Our expression this year for us is deliver the wow. How do we deliver the wow for those three audiences? So I get excited about that. I get excited about those things. And you know what? That takes time, but it's not operating the business day to day. Any final thoughts before we wrap for today? Know your audience. Know your audience. And I've got four audiences, but three from my own company. One is my own team. And as I said, my customers, my suppliers, everybody actually can deliver the wow. And there's some great little videos out there 
YouTube video, and I'm going to show it at the workshop, is about the lollipop moment and how people can deliver a wow without even thinking about it. You don't have to be the leader. You don't have to be somebody who was recognized in that case. So I love bringing those things, those little tidbits, those ways into my team because they would never see them otherwise. But because of the exposure, that's the other benefit, the exposure that I have at Strategic Coach, Dan's thinking and other people's thinking, I get to see things and I get to integrate them and bring them all that I think is valuable back to my own team. That also frees me up. That also puts people in a mind space that they're willing to accept new ideas. That's equally as important in a lot of respects as having them because you wanna have a team of people around you that accept that, that see that as being normal. Not the craziness, but they see it as normal. Mm -hmm.